This is Baseline, a podcast about baseball by people who know nothing about baseball. I'm Kyle. And I'm Andrew. And we know nothing about baseball. All right, Andrew. I'll, I'll, I actually, the truth is, you know nothing about baseball. I guess we kind of let on a little bit. I, I do know a little bit about <laughs> baseball, uh, but you. Well, now I feel all isolated. <laughs> I mean, you probably also do know a little bit about baseball, right? You're, this is true. Okay. Which I think, and I, this is going to be the, the titular line here. Uh, we have to set a baseline for your knowledge about mm. baseball. So that's, mm-hmm. That's the whole point uh, of why we're here. And I figure, uh, why not just do exactly as we said we would do in the trailer mm. and <laughs> go line by line on both <laughs> MiriamWebster.com and on Wikipedia.org as to what baseball is, according right. to uh, at least since 1828. Let's start with the definition. A game played with a bat and ball between two teams of nine players, each on a large field, having four bases that mark the course a runner must take the score. Okay. It's it's a lot to to kind of go through, but I'm going to break it break it's it down. It's both a it. useful definition and a very not useful definition. It is a run-on sentence if I ever saw one. <laughs> uh you you do want to run on uh first pitch sometimes, this but is you true. don't want you don't want to run on sentence <laughs> always. Uh let's say um bat and ball. Mm, re- relatively known terms, I guess if you've ever seen uh, clip art for baseball. You know what that is, right? right? Or indeed been alive in America at some <laughs> point. <laughs> true. Very true. Two teams. So there are only two teams playing at once. Nine players. Now that's pretty vague. I guess I've never thought about how many players were actually on a given team. Just because the exact number never really seemed to matter that much to did, me. Like did I, it ever feel like it changed over the course of a game? Like, did, did the, no. does the number make sense? It makes sense. I guess I'm just saying, like, I never tallied them up and said, oh, that's nine. It's just like, yeah, there's a pitcher and a catcher and a first baseman and a second baseman and shortstop, mm-hmm. third baseman and outfielders. Okay. All right. So you got some of the names, too, which is right. like, already, already starting off on a pretty good foot, I think. Um, and, but those are... They be they become part of the cultural lexicon, I think, that we have here in the U.S., where you mm-hmm. you there are things that have nothing to do with baseball, but are definitely about getting to first base or getting to second <laughs> base, uh, which are not that's not what this podcast is going to be about. But we still draw these. Yes. Sorry if you were expecting that. Uh, that's <laughs> not the subject matter of this podcast. <laughs> There, there are analogies that people draw between uh, the sports. Obviously, sports analogies are huge. Um, okay, four bases is the next part of that. Well, lar- back up, large field. Mm-hmm. It's also incredibly vague. Uh, right. <laughs> large is large, right? When you when you think about, let's say, a tennis court size or a basketball size court, right. um, that's field implies almost like. You know, it's outdoors and it's got lots of grass, lots of open space, but only nine players on the right. field at a time on a large field is. Yeah, it's, it's very sparse. It's it it does feel very sparse, and I think right. that's why a lot of times when you are watching this either in person or uh, at home, the most of the field you never see. Like you are focused solely on this one tiny part of the field at a time. This whole large field idea is only useful part of the time when, when needed. Right. The field is large enough. Yeah. All right. Four bases. They mark the course a runner must take to score. 
they form a diamond. Um, I, I think there's, there's probably parts about the bases themselves that, that has history that I'm not super aware of. So I'm looking forward to learning more a little bit about like the length between the bases. Well, a thing that just occurred to me that we might have to look into is that you have first base, second base, third base, and then you have home plate, which is also called home base, but I feel like it's more commonly called home plate. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it has slightly different terminology. And a different shape, if you've ever seen it kind of from, from the top. Right. The, yeah. the, the, the shape is different. Um, Which is interesting because I don't think that the baseball players use the shape for any kind of determination. <laughs> I don't, um, I'm not sure that they orient themselves be, by the shape of the base, but I could be wrong. You, mm, the shapes of the bases, yeah, we'll we'll get into it, but uh, there there are things about home plate that play into the rules quite a bit. Uh, there's also things about the shape of the bases, the other bases, that um, are kind of the way they are for a reason, and so the, the the players will leverage them in in specific ways. Things like mm. uh, where you touch on the bag or mm. uh, how you lead off. You know, things like that. Uh, right. I guess what I'm thinking, though, is because the bla- bases are flat on the ground, that when you're, like, running the bases, it's difficult to tell the actual shape of the base and be like, oh, that's home plate. You just, also, you would just know if you're paying attention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, it, you are the, paying attention. The right. The way that you think about going home versus going to the other bases also is kind of a... Uh, there, there is a lot of strategy involved, and of I, there was an article that I had included as a part of this sort of setting the baseline again uh, of this episode that equated baseball to chess, and that I don't hmm. think that's the tact I want to take when trying to uh, <laughs> get a casual fan involved in right. enjoying. A it's sport. exactly like another very complicated and difficult to understand game. <laughs> And that's the thing with baseball. Like, I, I do want to put the caveat out there. Like, I don't, I, I say I know nothing about baseball because in the grand scheme of things, I'm not a, like, radio personality screaming at you about, you know, what they should have done last week. What sports radio team A should have done last week in order to uh, win win the big game. Right, railing against coaches or players or what. We're going to be talking strictly about like how to enjoy a sport that you may not be that into because right. it's real popular just to say like, ah, sports ball. You know, yeah. it's the it's the thing that the water cooler people talk about and I'll never get into it. But right. I, I do want to I want to learn from you, like, why are you wanting to go on this journey? It's so I guess some background is in order, which is that I'm not really um a person who's into sports. I've never been good at any sports because um I'm not good at the the physical coordination required for a lot of sports. Um but of you know, I, I know a little bit about a bunch of the different sports that we play here in the USA. Um and the one that I understand the best is baseball. Um, and that's also the one that I find like the least um, objectionable, I guess, or, you know, the most engaging. Like, I just don't find football or basketball very interesting to watch. Long term, um, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I get that. I I totally get that. Um, and especially being given the the name of like America's pastime, it has this allure in in the U.S. I think that that makes it like well, if you're gonna know a sport, the 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 obvious choice to start with is baseball, right? And and it's not even just like a U.S. based thing. Um, I recently went to a baseball game in Japan and. That experience is completely different. It, you could know baseball for 50 years and go to Japan, and there would be obviously common rules for the right. game, but the culture and the way that you experience Do it there. they have the same number of bases? <laughs> same bases. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly the same bases. They actually added a fifth base. <laughs> it, you know what? I would love like an XFL take on baseball that that we've got a like, pentagon instead of a diamond. <laughs> like Spike TV the baseball game, please, right. would you? There's because two like pitchers that, and two batters at the same time. <laughs> games have timers. I mean, just the the addition of that would probably change it enough and make it so extreme that right. you know, it'd be well, stressful enough. But. but this is a good thing too, is the other thing is that baseball is um it's not a super fast-paced sport most of the time some of the action gets fast-paced but you know i often feel kind of lost watching football because the action takes place so quickly that i don't know like where am i supposed to be watching to see what's actually going on sure whereas with sure. baseball pretty much you're looking at the batter maybe the pitcher and then if if they hit the ball then you're watching them run so it's kind of kind of advantageous that the the way that the games are televised kind of it forces you to f- focus only on one part of the game and right. learn the intricacies of one minute aspect of the game. And then sort of everything kind of happens serendipitously and you can maybe learn small bits along the way. Well, and there's only ever like a couple of people doing anything at any one time, the pitcher, the catcher, the batter, or like, um, you know, the, the fielders or the basemen versus, you know, like an offensive and defensive line in football where they're all moving around and you're, if you don't, aren't paying attention where the ball's going, you kind of get lost. Or if they fake out in the play and then you get faked out and you're like, man. Potentially that may be a, a, a misrepresentation of the way that it's shown on TV because when in fact uh, a ball is moving, let's say a player hits a ball to the outfield there is a lot going on on the field uh, right. at that time. Folks are moving around. Uh, yeah, there's people you, running to the ball, and then correct the fielding the, it, trying to get to the bases. The person who did hit the ball needs to make the decision based on where that's going, whether they're going for one or two or three or whatever. Right. Um, it's it is very much a there are distinct decisions to be made at those moments, but I think that's probably what separates it from other sports where the decisions that are being made are of the moment and of like it, they're very individualized it's it baseball is kind of an individual sport masking as a yeah. team sport and right. I, I i don't know who who has said that before in the past i know it's it can be quoted to someone but i i don't know off the top of my head right now right but it, it definitely does have that vibe and that's why statistics are what they are in baseball. That's why they are so, so impactful to determining the the overall successful player. So, And it's also why one person's presence on a team can like make or break that team's fortunes. 
and the position that they're in, whether right. they're going to go first, second, third, or ninth, you know, it, yeah. it, it is very deterministic of of what is expected of that person throughout the game. So, okay, this is this is all very very good information. I I should say as a preface to this uh, this conversation, we have avoided actually talking about baseball to like if right. you would quote unquote <laughs> save it for the show, um, and. This is the first time that we're actually getting into it. So this is yeah, we're going in blind for as he, very very much so. Um, it's a, it's a knuckleballer if you, if you would if you want to. I'll I'll do my best to like come up with <laughs> as many uh, sports related analogies as possible here uh, or baseball related analogies. But let's move on uh, to the Wikipedia.org article um, about baseball. I'll start from the top. Maybe we can skip over some <laughs> really kind of um obvious things go here all the way through <laughs> yeah i i promise not to read this verbatim um but but i will hit maybe a couple of a couple of big things let's actually scroll down to the contents here and and maybe pick and choose a couple of uh maybe some things that that spark your uh, your attention things that you might be interested in in kind of prefacing this whole conversation with. Yeah, so I guess starting at the rules, I have a pretty good understanding, I would say, of the basic rules of baseball, you know, how a game is played. I would say that I don't know, you know, some of the more complex rules or arcane rules, like I don't know the infield fly rule. That's the one, I guess, that people tend to quote or whatever. But, you know, I get the whole three strikes thing and you know okay. innings and outs and balls um so that's uh you know i i i guess i'm up to speed on that part of it i know how a game is played i've been to enough baseball games to to have picked that up okay um what about let's see uh personnel on the team i know we talked briefly about players and sort of who is on the field you did name a couple yeah do you do you have mm, what what do you know about the structure let's say of the managerial staff and or the way that the dugout is structured uh not a whole lot i would say okay. i know mostly like the you know the on-field position so the catcher and the pitcher and the baseman shortstop sort of things like that um you know like I don't know, designated hitters or pitch hitters or whatever, mm -hmm. um, or how you know, like the managerial system. That's not really ever something I've um, had any interest in learning. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. It 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 does tend to get you can get lost very very quickly in like let's just name <laughs> let's name the uh, like backup catcher you know who's yeah. warming up the the folks in the bullpen like right there and that's um you know that's sort of one of the things that i've always found somewhat unappetizing about sports fandom is like knowing all of the people on the team and their positions like just never seemed super useful to me mm -hmm. yeah i i get i totally get that i am not a names person i do want to recognize a name here and there but it's it's really difficult to try and keep track of every single player on every single team and yeah. where they're going and sound knowledgeable about that. Like I can I can throw Derek Jeter. Like you can throw a name out there, right? Uh, and and make it sound like you know who you're talking about. But 
when it comes down to it, it, it really, I don't think matters as much as, as trying to get just an appreciation of the sport itself and trying to understand that the, the game itself can be enjoyable no matter who is playing. It doesn't matter who's playing each position. It doesn't matter who's pitching today. You know, you, you can start to learn how that particular player plays their position over time. Right. Uh, but it's so much easier to do that if you just choose one team and focus on that for, I mean, honestly, your whole life. Like that's, it becomes a lifelong fandom thing that yeah. unless you're going to be in sports radio, you don't usually go beyond that. Right. And and I'm not looking to do like the sort of fantasy sports thing of like looking at a bunch of tables of statistics and going, uh, you know, this player has slightly higher whatever than this other guy. Right. Right. All right. I'm going to move on to three, the strategy and tactics. Um, mm. This is probably the, I mean, yes, this is the chess part of the, the article contents. Um, there's probably a lot to unpack with things like pitching, fielding, and batting and base running. Let's separate those into like offense and defense, if you would, where mm. offense is going to be the folks coming up to bat. Defense is going to be the folks on the field fielding during that time. Um, any Anything about the strategy that uh, intrigues you, I guess, uh, to learn more? about baseball or, or is there something where you've like learned about it and then just really, really bounced off? Um, I guess, you know, I know of the different kinds of pitches, but I don't really have an idea of why you might use one at a particular time. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, um, that, you know, that players might intentionally try to, you know, hit balls short or whatever to like advance people around the bases without trying to hit a home run or something like that. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I've, I guess I've always been sort of an observer of baseball without really thinking about the tactics behind it, you know, why they, um, whether someone would go to steal a base or not, you know, Okay. One of the things I will say as a as a casual baseball fan that still I I feel like I'm still trying to get a, a grip of, if you would, is determining what a pitch was after it was thrown. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I I have no idea. <laughs> I I relish the the fact that uh, baseball commentators, you know, radio folks are able to to describe a pitch to me. By saying, you know, it was Especially from a, up in their high perch. Yes. Being able to tell the difference between a slider and a curve from yeah. 120 feet away up, you know, 80 feet. Mm -hmm. And it, like, I just, it just drives me wild sometimes that, you know, I maybe they're just saying words. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that, sometimes I just chalk it up to like, well, it was between eighty, between seventy nine and eighty four, and so they right. said it was a splitter. And, and if you're listening on the radio, it's not like you can argue with them. <laughs> true. Yes, that is that is very very true. Sometimes I would also say the their stance can give things away, like the way that they throw it. Um, Zito on on the same. I told you I wouldn't I wouldn't bring up names, but Zito on the San Francisco <laughs> Giants and on on the Oakland A's had a very distinctive delivery for his curve. 
And so when you did see it come out of his hand, it was very noticeable that it was going to be a curveball. But like that's that's the kind of thing that after watching for years and years and years, you start to learn a little bit more about these particular players. And maybe it's just like not being around baseball as much that makes me feel like it's going to take me forever to realize when someone is throwing this way, what pitch it was that they just threw. Um, but that for me, that's that's been one of the things that like I still struggle with every single time I watch a game. Uh, let's move on then to batting and base running tactics. I know you you talked about infield fly rule, um, things like you know hitting over uh, hitting over the infield just to kind of get a runner to advance and stuff like that. Um, you know the term sack fly? No, Sa- a, a sacrifice fly. Uh, uh, basically you'd hit a ball into the outfield as far as you can. It doesn't go out of the park, but you occupy the outfielder long enough for the person who is on one of the bases to advance at least one base. Mm -hmm. Um, the rule being that the runner can't advance until the ball is caught. Right. So, okay. All right. So this, this is good. This is sacrifice bunt. There's a lot of sacrifice in baseball. Right, and I'm also it's, reading, you know, signaling a batter who's ahead in the count to not swing at the next pitch and basically mm-hmm. be struck out, which is interesting as well. E- yes, it's, it's all... It's, there's, it's there's very more, dependent. Right, there's strategy in it rather than just, like, tactics, you know? Yes, I would definitely say so. Tactics is probably not the... I mean, tactics being the things you can do, strategy being how you utilize those tactics right. to your advantage to win. Um, well, and sort of looking at the whole game versus just the like, you know, the next pitch that's ahead of you. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. This is all, I mean, that's about as much as I want to get into Wikipedia. Um, there's <laughs> you want there's a whole the bunch history of, section. <laughs> there's a lot of history, obviously, in statistics, RBI, sabermetrics. Well, it is interesting to, to note some of the things that make baseball different from other you know, popular American sports, I think the the biggest one is that there isn't a clock of any kind. You know, there's not a timer ticking down that everyone is sort of playing to. Well, and I, I think this is a this is a good way to like get into like what what made you feel like you needed someone to guide you on this baseball journey. Somebody who who knew maybe it's a little bit more about baseball uh <laughs> than than you. But like was there is it is it sort of the social stigma of like man this game is super boring? What's what's the deal? Like wh- why do people think this is so boring? Or am I am I like missing a, a key nugget of what makes this this interesting? I think it was maybe am I missing a key nugget? But I think it's also just that that it's hard to I guess uh, the reason that I I felt I needed someone to sort of guide me is that if you go and like. I mean, onto a sports website about baseball, you aren't getting stuff that's geared to someone who's like new to the sport. It's all very, you know, complicated stuff. It requires you to already have a pretty in-depth knowledge of the sport because it's like news about recruiting and training and all this stuff. And it's like, there's, there's nothing geared towards someone who's like, okay, I know a little bit about baseball. How do I enjoy baseball more? Right. You know, okay. it's, it's all, you know, statistics and, and all sort of 
high, highly in-depth stuff. That's how sports media feels these days. It's just yeah, like you have to you have to make it your full-time job to enjoy it. Otherwise, right. you're either like a super big fan or not a fan at all. And right, I just want to be in the middle there. <laughs> it, it, honestly, that that's where most of us are, and right. it's it's unfortunate that media makes. I mean the. the Folks at ESPN, they even have an article over here. How to enjoy how to enjoy baseball. It's it's not what are the rules of baseball? What are uh you know, what are the four positions or what are the four bases and what are the nine positions? You know, like it is how do how do you enjoy baseball? How do I get an emotional reaction to to a sport that like maybe maybe you know a ton about it, but that's not the way to enjoy it. You know, you can be a a complete stats driven person uh, or, you know, you use that for betting or who knows what. But like the fact is that enjoying baseball, I think, is that's that's kind of what you want to get out of sports. It's entertainment, right? It's not meant to be this thing that is uh, something that weighs on you or you feel some sort of like. I don't know, personal loss when your team loses or like it's, it's entertainment, right? You right. Take from it what you get. Oh, sorry. Put into it what you get out of it. Take from it what you get into it, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? It, you, you should be, you should just enjoy it as, as the sport that it is. And, right. um, well, and I think sort of going along with this, that like for baseball, you know, each team plays a ton of games every year, and it's really just not feasible for a person to keep up with each and every game. Pop, pop, fly quiz. Uh, how many games per year? Oh, uh, I think it's over a hundred at least. Okay, all right. Clo- yes, warmer. Oh, uh, <laughs> one hundred and twenty. One hundred and sixty-two games a year. Hmm. So close. That's a really uh, specific number. It it is very very specific. That does not include things like the playoffs or or anything like that. But right. So it's, possibly it's, even more than that if your team is good. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, it is an almost year round thing. But like, how how could you possibly live a life and also like you know I, it, you couldn't watch every one of those games. It's just not possible. So, um, versus like a football season, you know. Right. Yes. Well, and to say like, you know, only true fans watch all 162. Like that's again, that's not possible. <laughs> right. It's, right. We're trying to cultivate a a casual uh, sometimes fan here and going going neck deep and like jumping in the deep end. I don't think is the way to do this. I, I think. Right. If we're if we're talking actual strategy here, I think I I think I just want to like ease into it. There's a little bit more though that I want to learn uh, about you specifically. You mentioned um, not being very coordinated as as a, <laughs> both probably an yeah. adult and a child. Uh, so I, I I assume did you try baseball? Were you were you on a team um, at all? I know that I played t-ball as a kid, and I certainly have like played baseball in the context of like PE classes or whatever, but um, okay. was never on like a little league team though. Got it. Well, and, it, and it's probably not, you weren't employing tactics at that no, phase no. Of, of baseball, of the sport. Right. It was just um, like, try to hit the ball with the bat was my biggest focus and yeah. greatest difficulty. <laughs> or, or try, <laughs> trying to like, um, just make sure that you showed up 
and that you were you were there to right. to catch the ball or play your yeah. position or whatever. Like, it was okay, more I hit about, the ball. Now I have to remember to run and not just watch the ball. Right. It, it, it's about cultivating probably a, a fan of the game or of like, hey, this is the mm-hmm. first step in a long line of eventually getting to you know the big leagues. But right. Okay. All right. I I personally um, played for a number of little league teams, but only up until I was like. I want to say 10 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing the like, whatever, regular pitch stuff as a kid. Uh, there's, I'm sure my parents have like videotapes of me somewhere <laughs> pitching, um, which is thoroughly embarrassing. But uh, what one story I think that I need to tell uh, with relate with when it comes to baseball and how important it is in my family and sort of how how important fandom and like playing sports was in my family. Um, my dad loves baseball, loves watching baseball. And when I was a kid, would anytime I would get a ball, he would always put it in my left hand every single time. I had a ball put in my left hand, so I would always I would started to learn to throw with my left hand. And so came to little league. Right, I'm probably one of like three in the entire league that is a left-handed person, right? And I'm uh, folks who write left-handed probably feel this too. There's not very many of you. Throwing a baseball became the only thing I did left-handed because <laughs> my dad would always put the ball in my left hand. Now, the reason he did this was because historically, left-handed pitchers make more than right-handed pitchers. And when I made it to the big leagues, I'd be making more money. That was the reason. <laughs> that is some very, uh, that's a very long game to play. It's, it's, an, it's an incredibly long game, but now I'm stuck basically doing literally everything else with my right hand. Writing, yeah. uh, I am I am goofy foot, so which I, I like snowboard, whatever, the the sitting in the batter's box as a left-handed hitter. Um, but I throw with my left. I kick with my right. It's a, it's such a weird situation that, yeah. you know, it, you, <laughs> I, I had no control over how my body reacted to that, but it just, it ended up being that way. And again, like that's, that, that can be sort of the, that can be, how important baseball is culturally to to us here in America, where you know you're you're forcing your kid to yeah. to throw one way over another, right? Um, let's talk then about maybe something that you, you don't need hand eye coordination as much. Uh, <laughs> video games. Uh, did you have you played? Do you play any baseball based video games? I think that I've. I can remember playing some baseball video games. Uh, what was it like the backyard baseball? Yeah. Series, series yep. when I was mm-hmm. a little kid. Um, but I haven't played baseball video games in a very long time. Okay. Um, so none of the like latest, the show or whatever. Ex- yeah. Like no, I've okay. not played those. Yeah. I worry. Um, because you know, like my stepbrother had plays a lot of, has played a lot of the Madden games and they, you know, all these sports games have also become sort of hyper-focused on, you know, you have to be very knowledgeable about 
the the game because they become so complex that like you know they include all the stats and all that you know it's not a guided experience you're not it's not like you're playing a football rpg right. where and it's not a it's not like a simplified experience either right right i i i think there are parts of baseball video games in particular that have definitely improved over time um the there are there are like campaigns that you can play right where you don't really need to know that much about mm. the game itself and you're like making kind of like rpg type decisions you know you you're going to get called up to the big leagues what do you want to do do you what do you say to the coach you know and you right you it's have like these a dialogue career kind of thing yeah pretty much yeah 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 um i i think that that may be sometimes a, a good gateway for some folks to getting into baseball but understanding the strategy i think at a level where you are the player playing those games rather than watching professional players do it is a tough sell for me in understanding the game more quickly. Um, because what you find works in a video game is not potentially what works in real life. And it it's not a one-to-one match of like, okay, the, phys- the physics of the game versus you know what is what I'm going to see in real life. It, it doesn't necessarily work that way. You can't just grab the strike zone and move it to the player's head every time and throw the fastball at their head to get them to first base to, you know, like, right. it just doesn't work that way. You know, I think I can remember playing, you know, years and years ago when I was in, like, middle school, some of the MLB games and just, you know, being goofy with it and, like, hitting the hitting the batter with a pitch or whatever. Right. Just yes. to see the like animation that they had of the of the batter getting hit by a ball or something. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, I think that like sort of trying to break the boundary of the game and make it your own is, yeah. is fun. It's in, in its own right, um, because it, you kind of have to treat baseball entertainment that way, no matter what, whether it's a game or you're going in person or you're watching on on TV or you're listening in the car. It is definitely not about intently focusing on the rules and thinking about them 24-7. It's about sort of like absorbing the experience as it is and thinking of it more like a movie um, and less of like a, a thing you're analyzing every decision at every moment and thinking, oh, could I? Could they have done this? Could they have done that? It's more like being in the moment um, and and thinking about it as I don't know, like I I don't want to get too like heady about this stuff, but but it, it is kind of like you're trying to view it as a movie. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use that as a segue. Have you seen any baseball movies? Have you gone the distance? Have you? If you build uh, it, they will come. Nothing. I have, I'm I know that I've watched Angels in the Outfield. Okay, okay. The, if you the, call that a baseball movie. I would say so. I mean, that was the D- ye old Disney days of right. uh, when they when they owned that team. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I can't think of any other baseball movies that I've seen. Okay, so maybe ah, see that's that's a good thing to do. Um, I know I was looking at a Reddit thread and folks were like, "Well, <laughs> to get started, you should watch this eighty-hour series of baseball, uh, the Ken Burns <laughs> documentary." Like, no, it's a little much, folks. It is a lot. I might as well just watch a bunch of baseball games that are equally as long. You'll probably, well, it's probably great for the 
the background. history, maybe yeah. the background, uh, some of the rules and things like that. But when it comes to to understanding the current culture of baseball, I, yeah, I agree. It's you're better off watching a couple games here and there. Um, baseball movies, though, we'll probably have to start. I, I I'll start a letterboxed list uh, <laughs> for baseball movies specifically, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes. And I'll, I guess I'll take some suggestions as well because I've got some favorites. Uh, Maybe we least. can do like a mini series within the series of like watching the, baseball movies. Yes, like we're, we're going to have episodes or something because they are very much like it, they. You have to think of a baseball related name for that. <laughs> uh, boy, now now you got the gears turning. Uh, I'd love uh, well, batter's box. Yeah, <laughs> the bullpen. The I don't bullpen. Know. Yeah, we'll find one. We'll workshop it. It'll be good. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking of watching things, what about TV? Watching baseball on TV. I also included radio, and, and I'm going to jump down to in person as well. So this is interesting. So I've certainly watched bits and pieces of a baseball game on TV, but I don't think I've ever watched like a full baseball game. Like just, start to finish? Yeah, just because okay. they tend to be quite long. Um. But I've listened to baseball games on the radio, and that's what I can remember the most of as like a kid is that we would, my dad would listen to, so I grew up in Cincinnati, so we would listen to 700 WLW, which was the local talk radio, but it was also the Reds uh, radio station. So we would quite often hear the baseball games as well, um, which was, yeah, they were um, broadcast by Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall, which are those are like you know, <laughs> ingrained in your memory. I can tell. Yeah. Um, those are when I think of baseball, I think of those two announcing baseball and okay. you know, they both have their, um, I guess all baseball announcers sort of have their thing that they're known for. They're saying or whatever. And, um, Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall both have theirs, which are, uh, actually they, when they built the new red stadium, they put them up on the side of the stadium um, they're different sayings because Joe Nuxall always said rounding third and heading for home. Um, and Marty Brenneman, uh, at the end of a game that the Reds have won always says, and this one belongs to the Reds. I love that. You you have no idea. Like just the, the <laughs> smile from ear to ear right now, because I, I very much the, the culture of baseball for me came through radio. Um, yeah. I grew up in the central Valley and we just didn't we didn't have probably at that point any cable, any any sort of like TV situation to watch baseball. So it was all KMBR 680. Uh, mm. Back then it was actually KMBR 68, I think. Mm. <laughs> and they, yeah, for, for us it was 700 WLW and then the Cincinnati Reds radio network. And they they have the same jingle that they've had since as long as I can remember. Oh, the yeah. Game would no, no. Start. I mean, there there are jingles on on the radio that were built specifically for when the game started yeah. that would get played, and it just it becomes this this earworm and this thing that through repetition, uh, both with like the the sayings of of the commentators and also just the music that gets played every single time, um, it becomes uh, definitely a part of like my the collective memory of an entire area. Um, so yeah, for me it was KMBR. They, they had, uh, they have John Miller who John Miller for a long time, I think was in another city. I feel like he was in Milwaukee for a bit. Um, but for as long as I have been a baseball fan, at least as an adult, 
John Miller's been my guy. Before that, it was Hank Greenwald, I believe. And the wild part is that Hank Greenwald's son does the spring training games on sfgiants.com. And mm-hmm. so like that sound comes back through in live modern games. Mm-hmm. And it is just this weird like transporting experience that um it, yeah like i feel like so, baseball can only provide that right it's interesting too because in cincinnati you had for my whole childhood it was marty brenneman and joe nuxall and then joe nuxall retired and then was eventually replaced by tom brenneman which is marty brenneman's son so it was marty and tom brenneman for a while and i i i know the names and unlike all of the sponsors those are all names that I've heard before, like EDF, yep. United Dairy Farmers, like they're huge in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. The um, I, I, I definitely, as a kid, had this idea that one day I would want to be on the radio and doing sports. I, it's yeah. still a far-flung dream for me. Right. I would absolutely love to do that someday, but... Um, th- you know, I kind of think the same way. I- I'd love to be on the radio, like calling sports, but the th- I, I just don't, I-, I could not keep up with a baseball game enough to properly call it. <laughs> Again, it's I would part- like see a pitch and be like, uh, he threw the ball, um, and he didn't hit the ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that because the learning the language of baseball, I think is always the first step in feeling like you can riff on it and talk about it. Um, But so much about baseball radio calls is not about the game either. It's like what it's how they say something and what they say in between pitches. It has almost nothing to do with the game itself. It's such a weird, intangible, and again, like overly heady thing for me that I, I think about way too much. So yeah. So this is another thing that I think interests me in baseball is that there's a lot of history and sort of character behind it. You know, Mm -hmm. you have these jingles that are clearly descended from, you know, like early, you know, uh, 20th century kind of tunes at the time. And, you know, baseball has been around for over 100 years now. Well, more than that. And and the, um, you know, a lot of the the uh, baseball stadiums that have been legendary. Um, you know, some of which are still around even and so beloved. And you just don't find that kind of um, history and character in other sports that there's just well, they just don't go back that far or. Yeah, I feel like if I can say like to its detriment, sometimes I feel like baseball almost yeah, I, is right. too much up its own business. It's to, very right. It's been America's pastime for a long time. Everything's very traditional. Absolutely. Well, and also, um, you know, folks have just the, you know, like it is this way and it is that way because it is this way. It's a very circular right. way to think about the the decisions that were made about a particular sport. And um, that's not to say, you know, or to discredit the fact that, you know, folks are coming from all over the world to play here because it is the, you know, top tier level of professional sport being played for baseball. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that history can be completely lost on the hottest phenom from, uh, you know, wherever, from some South American country, right, mm-hmm. who doesn't know anything about American sports or 
understands the history of baseball and what it means here, but can be so good at it Mm -hmm. that it becomes a part of the culture. And I think that's, I find an appreciation for that, I think, where, you know, it doesn't have to be about this crunchy, white history of baseball that you elevate on this pedestal to be, you know, better than everything else that we're doing currently. Like, oh, the golden days of baseball, they're gone, but, you know, we'll never get them back. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. And, and you don't have to feel that way to enjoy the sport itself. So just in a, in a way to kind of wrap this up um, and put a, put a bow on it for next episode maybe and like give us kind of a starting point, I've started to put together a list of topics mm-hmm. um, for this show. I think we should also maybe source some topics. So if there are folks listening right now who have ideas or questions for certain things that that they want to know about baseball. I mean, it can be as small as some of the ones we have on here. Grass. Yeah. Pine tar. Uh, or it could be as big as, I don't, I don't know, what, you know, do I, do I have to run after a home run? Some of the questions, actually, that we had <laughs> as a part of our, uh, a part of our trailer, which I, are somewhat interesting to actually enjoyed. talk about. <laughs> yes, they could potentially be very, very interesting topics. Ballpark food, that's going to be a good one. Yes, we will, for sh- we will for sure bring back a classic morning show segment for that one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, any, any particular topics you, you're thinking about maybe leading off? <laughs> leading off. <laughs> leading off for your... Uh, Actually, one. Uh, let me let the me roll, roll the tape. Yeah, let me roll this back a little bit. What do you want to get out of this? What's what's the final goal? Do you want to choose a team? Do you want to do you want to like learn the tactics? Do you want to find enjoyment? Do you want to just finish a game? Is that maybe the final goal for this? What do you want? I think <laughs> what so. do you want to get think, out of this? You know, uh, no spoilers, but I think I already have a team in mind. We can get okay. into that uh, in maybe the next episode. So okay. I think. All right. I just want to, um, I guess I want to feel as though I've followed a season of baseball um, and that I sort of know, because, you know, if you ask me now how any team finished in the previous season, I would really have no idea. So I would just like to, you know, at least have some idea of how my team finished and, you know, then maybe how the teams that ultimately played in the World Series or whatever, you know, know who those teams were. Got it. kind of thing. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, coming up here, um, we're looking at the end of this month, pretty much. Mm -hmm. The first spring training game to be played, uh, which is spring training. (laughs) I I do, I feel like I have to kind of explain everything. Um, Spring training is... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It is in in the spring season. Uh, they, the, the baseball players, they do, they do the training. Um, (laughs) they are usually split by the Florida league and the Arizona league. So they're in two Mm -hmm. different spots. This is also a very historical thing that has happened where the place where a lot of these folks are playing has been the place they've been playing since the 1960s, 1950s. Um, but they go down to the, the warmest part of the country that they can find, for training, they play each other sometimes once or twice a day. They'll do something called split squad where they'll take the teams and take different players to different places to play. Um, 
they are going to start here on the 21st of uh, what looks to be February. So that's coming up very soon. Uh, we'll have about a month of spring training, which I really, really do hope to get down to. Um, and then we'll kick it off for the actual season, uh, which should be a good one. Uh, my team, I've got one. I'm sure if you followed me on any sort of social media, I'm sure you've seen me post about it, but I guess I'll, I'll save it for the show. Yeah, that'll be, we'll reveal our teams in the next episode. <laughs> it, it's going to be a, a 10 second episode where we just right, say what right. team is. And then, and then you'll just have to wait for next week. Sorry about that. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to some of these, uh, some of these topics. Mm-hmm. Grounds. Crew. I've added some of my own, you know, it's not, so we're not just going to talk about like games and scores and players. We're going to talk about things around the game, you know, the culture of baseball, you know, things you experience when you go to a game and stuff like that. There's a lot that I take for granted when it comes to this kind of stuff too, where I, as you start saying words, <laughs> my, my mind starts racing on like, well, yeah, no, you're right. Like I do kind of, I, I hadn't thought about that before, but that is absolutely something that I do know that I don't know how to externalize. So for me, it's <laughs> going to be kind of a, a good exercise in maybe working on my education, uh, my, my sports outreach, my baseball outreach <laughs> a bit and, uh, getting other folks involved in it. I do have, you know, some of my best friends in life are absolutely not into baseball and, this is not to say that my ultimate goal is to get them into it, but I do want to get a little better versed at being able to speak to it and yeah, at least give them an idea of why they might be interested or, you know, what makes it exciting. Explain it in terms that could be appealing to the person I'm talking to, I think is is maybe right. the, the best way to describe that for me. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, what I'm looking to get out of this is that when you know, someone at work says, oh, did you see the, you know, XYZ baseball game that instead of just saying what I always say, which is no, <laughs> that I would be able to, you know, at least carry on some kind of basic conversation about that. Just just say was Kershaw pitching last night. Is that? Yeah. yeah no. OK. All right. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Andrew, where can people reach us? You can reach us at topics at baseline.show. We'd love to hear your topic suggestions and any other feedback you have about the show. And you can also head over to goodstuff.fm, our network, and check out some of the other great shows less about baseball. This has been Baseline, and that's the ballgame. <laughs>